Welcome to episode four of the Daddy Sharps podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And I really think, John, we really want to just make our wives happy, right? Happy wife, happy uh, life. (laughs) I know. My wife has called fantasy football that I play, fake football, and my gambling, just throwing money away. Until last year, of course, I took my winnings and I bought her an espresso machine and a couple of wine club memberships for her. And now she asks me all the time. She did today. How you doing? How you doing at the gambling? John, some of our winnings, though, uh, sad to say, went to another good cause. It was a good cause. So while I was watching college this weekend, my floor was flooding and my water heater exploded. And like a bad country song, 30 minutes later, my dryer goes out. I got to use my gambling fund to do home repairs, which is always better than having to pay for it yourself, I guess. So like you lost your dog, you lost your wife, you lost the water heater, and you lost your dryer, just like that country song. Just like the country song. But thanks to UNLV covering, I am back in the hot showers now. (laughs) You, (laughs) You owe that athletic director a nice letter. Yes, yes, I do. And a picture of the water heater. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Hey, we've got a great podcast for you this week, including our best bets in college football and the NFL, of course. And we're going to take a deep dive this week into, well, you, John. Oh, boy. Deep dive into you. Can you believe it? (laughs) As long as I've known John, he's always had a knack for like keeping it all in perspective when it comes to all this stuff that we do. And You, John, are going to share how you measure success when gambling, and I am looking forward to that. (laughs) I like it. I like it. But first, let's get the recap of our best bets from last week. Mr. Luke, I went for the second time against my own school, Colorado State at Boise State, Boise State minus 27, and I cashed again. This game was over by halftime. The Broncos won 49 to 10. Also went uh, Nevada at San Jose State, Nevada plus 24 and a half. Nevada was actually winning this game. We couldn't believe it. They were winning in the first half. And then uh, the easy cover here is San Jose actually pulled it out, 135-28. But it was an easy cover of plus 24 and a half, the best kind of cover right there. And I'll admit, I thought you were crazy at the time, but I bet both of those and winner, winner. Awesome. That was awesome, those (laughs) picks. Hey, mine started out great. East Carolina plus three at BYU in Provo prime time. And you know what? ECU won that game by three, 27, 24. We had great data on that game. Fantastic win for us. And then, eh, you know, I, you know, how I, I roll a little bit. Uh, uh, Miami, Ohio at Akron. And I don't want to say too much about it. Seven <laughs> and a half to Akron. That's what I took. Went with the zips. Probably the last time I ever go with the zips, to be honest with you. Uh, the big difference maker, Miami pick six. Zips uh, never got anything going. It was a blowout, so never doing that again. I'm just moving on to NFL. Steelers at Philadelphia. I took the under in this one, 49 and a half. This was close. I thought this game was going to be much closer than it was, you know, forget the over-under. I almost took Pittsburgh in the points, but I stayed off that at the last second. The total was 35-13. I think a lot of people probably went with Pittsburgh on game day, but the over-under hit it 48 points. The under hit. It's a good bet. Really good bet. I liked it. it. Raiders at New Orleans, though. Okay, who saw this coming? I think everyone. I said take the over 49 and a half. I think everyone said. The Raiders, of course, we all know. 
bombed, blanked, 24-0. There were reports that the flu was going around the locker room. Come on, they, they, that was horrible. I mean, is their season over? Can we bet the over-under on that? Yeah, it definitely took the loss there. I, I still can't believe a team with Devontae Adams was blanked. Uh, on to mine, Miami-Detroit over 50 and a half. One of my favorite bets I've ever made because this baby was at 44 points by halftime. So 10 minutes into the third quarter, they'd hit the over. I just got to sit back, relax, watch horrible defenses, play good offenses. It was a good game. Then I got to watch Arizona, Minnesota. I said Arizona plus three and a half. Kyler Murray, how dare you in your turnovers? Minnesota covers the three and a half and I lose. That guy and I got to install looks... a water heater. <laughs> <laughs> and clean up the water, I, I presume as well. Shop back and baby. <laughs> uh, that guy either is just lights out or he just, you know, dumps it. I, I still don't understand that sometimes. Yes. Yep. So now I guess but it's hey. time for us to transition into the college ball, some of these picks for this week. And I've got a team I haven't bet on yet this year, Mr. Mister Luke. I'm looking at this Middle Tennessee State game, minus one and a half at Louisiana Tech. My best bet, Middle Tennessee, minus one and a half. Now, I saw the number go up today to minus two and a half. I still like that number under three. I love the turnover battle here. Middle Tennessee holds a huge advantage, and you know, Luke, what I say about spread killers. I call turnovers spread killers. Middle Tennessee is a tough out, played the toughest conference foes already, and they played a top 25 team. Who would have thought this? James Madison. The Their schedule they've played are combined 20 and 12. They upset Miami at home as a 25-point dog. Louisiana Tech has had QB issues all year. They've been rotating guys in and out. Supposedly, the starter is going to be back this time, but that guy hasn't been that good. And the starter is actually second string. The real guy's out. UTEP is one of the worst teams in the conference. Louisiana Tech, that's the only one they beat. They also beat a Division II school. Uh, the Blue Raiders are road warriors. They're 4-2 and two on the road against the spread. They... I really like them in this game. My best bet, Middle Tennessee State, minus one and a half. MTSU. Love it. Yes. Love it. Hey, I'm going a little conservative this week. I, th- I think it's conservative. I don't know. I think it's a great pick, but uh, of course I'm biased. I, UCF, Central Florida, laying three and a half, three points. I saw it at three and a half earlier. They're laying three now at Memphis. The over-under in this game, 59 and a half. UCF has some serious momentum right now. Six and two, coming off an impressive win over the Cincinnati Bearcats. They're ranked 25th in the AP. Memphis, four and four, 500 team overall, coming off three losses and a bye week. So here they are. Now they do average more than 34 and a half points per game. Uh, there are and serious questions though uh, about whether Central Florida's starting quarterback will start after suffering a concussion against Cincinnati. I don't have the latest notes on that, but he was day-to-day the last time I checked. So, you know, they still won that game with their backup against uh, the Bearcats. So, look, USC, UCF, excuse me. I always want to say UFC. You've got me hooked on UFC. (laughs) Yep. UCF, their 16th best in scoring defense, allowing 17.5 points and 117 yards per game. Look, Memphis is no slouch, but UCF is rolling. The line, I think, according to our research, should be six. It's at three, probably because of the QB situation. So if their starter plays, this line will mostly like most likely move before kickoff. So keep your eye on that. My best bet here, Central Florida, minus three. 
I like that bet. I am going to the beautiful state of Nevada, University of Las Vegas. Now, this is a game I like. University of Las Vegas at San Diego State, University of Las Vegas plus six and a half. The University of Las Vegas has been outscored the last three games, 126 to 35. You may be saying, wait a minute, why do you like this team then? They've got their star quarterback coming back. This guy's been out since October 7th. And from all accounts, it looks like he's going to be back in this game. He's already back at practice. They were four and one under this guy. And Luke, you may remember early in the season, we were cashing big on UNLV when this guy was playing. Nevada's or University of Las Vegas is eight and four in the last 12 against the spread. And they also get one of the top running backs in the conference back after he injured his knee. This guy's back at practice too. So they're getting a lot of reinforcements back this week. This is the team that me and you were betting early in the year. San Diego State is not good covering at home. One in four in one of the best names of any stadium, Snapdragon Stadium. Snapdragon My Stadium. best I bet there, that. UNLV plus six and a half. Uh, I love that quarterback coming back there. You've convinced me I am definitely all over that number. A, a warning, though. Be... A warning. The Ooh. last time I checked this, uh, the QB is supposed to play. If that QB is out, do not bet that game. Yeah, good point. Good point. You know, I think there are always a lot of ifs and, and you're going to hear us give those uh, game to game too. Uh, you know, you got to you got to be ready for the ifs. And if yeah. you go to the and then that lines move, there's probably because it's an if. So just, yeah. you know. Yep. All right, John. I don't I don't know how you're going to react to this. Uh, one. I'm, uh, I'm really uh, I'm really curious. Look, look I was <laughs> tempted to share research on Tulane, the green wave. Oh, oh, oh. I They're love the green wave of catch. I was tempted, but I'm not going to do it. Or could I go safe on our research on Houston SMU? High-scoring game. I, I can't do it. Oh. Can't do it. Oh. For my final college best bet, I'm turning to Navy at Cincinnati, minus oh. 19. Yeah, you know, you know how it. I feel about the Armed Forces schools. I know. I know you do. <laughs> I know. Let me make my case. Here we go. All Bearcats right. will win this game, of course, but not by 19. The midshipmen are 3 and 0 against the spread playing away. They're ranked 7th best in rushing yards per game with more than 244 yards. 8th best in rushing yards allowed at 92 yards per game. For the Bearcats on the other side of that coin, you know, their numbers are average to decent, but they're not great numbers. Look, they're 59th ranked offense, uh, they with a uh, 413 yards per game. They're the 38th uh, ranked pass offense, the 73rd ranked rushing uh, offense with uh, yards per game. And in games where Cincinnati has been favored by more than 19 this year, they are one and two against that spread. Mm. A lot of people listening are going to say, wait a minute. Navy starting quarterback was lost for the season last game, ripped his knee, poor guy. But look, Navy has showed that they have a system that is plug and play. And this team has killed many a spread because why, John? Military teams, they don't quit. That's right. They don't quit. (laughs) They've got that military mentality, and they don't quit. They are bad beat central spread killers. Call them what you want. (laughs) My best bet here is Navy plus 19. You know, Luke, I'm going to have to lay that bet because you can't go against Navy when Top Gun's in the theaters, okay? You gotta, you gotta go with Tom Cruise and Maverick on that one. So I, I like it. it. I like it, Luke. 
On to the NFL. I really like our NFL picks this week. Uh, I'm going with a little over here. Seattle at Arizona over 49 and a half. My best bet there is the over. And I like it all the way up to 51. In the last two weeks, the Seattle D has been exceptionally bad. And Luke, I think you've seen some of this play firsthand. (laughs) They've allowed a combined 68 points to Minnesota and New Orleans. Seattle is over in four of the last six games. They can also score on the road. They've hit four of the last five road game overs. And then look at these average totals. Seattle is averaging 57 points a game in the last six. That's total points they give up and and score. And then Arizona in the last two games are averaging 68 a game. Important to note the last two games. That's since Hopkins has returned. So I really like the over in this. Both defenses are bottom five units in the major categories, including points allowed and yards allowed. Arizona, they both get hurt in different ways. Arizona gets gashed through the air. Bottom five and passing yards allowed and passing touchdowns. Lockett and Metcalf are going to be huge in this game. And then Seattle is an open door in the run game. They're ranked fourth worst in yards allowed and touchdowns. I think Murray's legs are going to be huge here. Word on the street right now is that Connor's coming back. Even if Connor doesn't come back, I still like the over in this game because Benjamin's looking real good. The last three games is a key stat. The last three games between these two in Arizona, 38-30 Seattle, 37-34 Arizona, 27-10 Seattle. That first one, that's the only one under our total. That was Cliff Kingsbury's first season as a coach. There's something about these two teams when they play in Arizona it always goes over my favorite bet here, Seattle, Arizona over 49 and a half. Yeah, absolutely. It, it always goes over this game. And I think you're absolutely right. But I have a correction for you. Uh, Give it really to fast. me. It, yeah. And that is that um, you're in the bottom five units in major categories. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? How dare you go dare against you? my, go against my Seahawks you? and say anything <laughs> bad about my Seahawks? I like it. I like it. All right. Here's another controversial pick. I think I'm going to be like the controversial guys, like good cop, bad cop on this podcast. It's just like like how it's turning out to be. I'm going to the bills at the jets. You know, I think, I think it may, I I may have seen 13 today. Uh, It keeps moving back and forth here and there, different uh, books. I've got it at minus 12 and a half. The over-under, 47. This is a big divisional game for the bills on the road. The bills are a team that seem to be able to hit the gas whenever they want in any game, in any situation on offense and their defensive line. Uh, You know, they could blow up Zach Wilson in this game, who just completely tanked last week, of course, as we all know. He looked horrible. Just brutal, right? Yes. However, however, they also tend to let off the gas a little bit at times, Mm -hmm. as we saw last week against the Packers. They scored just three points in that second half, and they let Rodgers come back and cover that spread. And our research shows that the Bills are are favored more by like nine, and the Jets cover here. Get that Jets. What? What did you just say? I said our research shows that the the Bills are are favored. The Jets are going to cover. That's what you're saying. (laughs) <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. What do you think I was going to say? Oh yeah. I like it. I like where you're going with this. <laughs> let's talk about the, let's talk about the Jets for a second though. Uh, you know, then here's why, here's why I think they cover their defense is, is just top tier third in allowing yards per play top five and pass and run defense. 
So it all comes down to a big question, though, and that's this. Uh, if the Bills get a huge lead in this game, and they most likely will, in my opinion, uh, and they let off the gas again, can the Jets come back? The answer for me is is maybe. It's like no to maybe. Uh-huh. Zach Wilson is not Aaron Rodgers. So that's why the maybe. But look, our research says, you know, take the Jets and the points. I'm taking the Jets and the points. My best bet in this one is... While I like the minus 12 and a half a lot, I like it and I'm leaning that way. My best <laughs> bet is the under 47. I like that bet, sir. I like it. I am. I was burned by these guys last week and I'm going to bet on them this week. A dangerous proposition. But Minnesota minus three and a half at Washington. My best bet here. Minnesota minus three and a half. Both these teams are streaking. Minnesota's on a five-win streak, Washington on a three-game win streak. You look deeper into this Washington team, that three-game win streak was against Chicago, Green Bay, and Indy. Luke, what do those teams have in common? They can't score. Vikings They're horrible. Be the best offensive team that Washington has played during that current stretch. When the Commanders play an 18th-ranked offense, that's including the Jaguars, or better, they are 0-4. Heineke is undefeated as a starter for Washington. That's what ESPN is going to be telling you. I'm telling you to go against it. Despite the streak, Minnesota makes a big move yesterday and gets a red zone target in TJ Hawkinson, 15 career touchdowns and a horrible offense where he was often the only weapon until this year. Minnesota has a top 10 defense. The commanders have faced two top 10 defenses this year in Dallas and Philly, and they lost by a combined score of 49 to 18. Minnesota is 2-1 against the spread on the road. They're road warriors, and the turnover rate for me in this game is huge. When you look at these two together, Minnesota has a 10 plus 10 turnover differential over Washington. Heineke has only played two games this year, and he already threw two picks, and he threw 15 picks last year. I really like Minnesota, minus 3.5 in this game. actually saw the line go down to minus 3. You know I like that too. So that's that's my strong pick in the NFL this week, Minnesota minus three and a half. Yeah. I think at that three, I think you got to bet it again. You, you yeah, got that. That's, you... that's one I'm probably going to double buy. And when you look at these numbers, you know, Washington's had some, some success, but they're, those are not good teams. It's not good competition that they're playing. So I really like the Vikings chances here. And I think I actually heard this earlier today. Uh, Vikings, uh, Kirk cousin, he's solar powered. This is, this is not a primetime game. This is going to be in the morning. Don't worry about the Monday night stuff. He's going to be playing at 10 a.m. on the West Coast. We're going to be fine, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's solar power. That's funny. And you're right. Yeah. If Heineke turns it over again, you can't turn it over against against this team. I mean, they'll, they'll just. We got to We got to be honest. The name of the podcast is Daddy Sharps. Who's the ultimate dad? It's got to be Kirk Cousins, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will just say yes. I think he's got the conversion van. He's got the turtlenecks. He does. All right. This next one, this next one is uh, my pick and I'm, I'm going to, I'm looking at a two team teaser here that I really, really like. And that is for a couple of reasons. You know, I love the home dogs. Love them. Yep. Jaguars home dog against the Raiders at plus one and a half. The saints are home dogs against the Ravens at plus three. 
like the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, my fantasy football quarterback, but that will <laughs> be a conversation for another day. They're showing us who they are, and that is that they're not very good at all. No. A lot of hope there. They're not very good. Traded for Calvin Ridley. I like that, but that mm-hmm. was a future. That was a future pick. You know, that was – or trade. That was that was not for right now, and they're losing right now. The Raiders flew to New Orleans last week, and they flew home after getting blown out 24-0. Oh. They said there was a flu. I don't know if it, they were all battling the flu. How could that be possible? And then they're flying all the way back across the country again this week. Saints-Ravens uh, could be a, a great game, actually. It really has all the makings for a great game. Research shows the Saints c- could actually cover that game. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, it is a primetime Monday night game, though. The Ravens just added Roquan Smith. Don't know if he was going to play. I haven't heard yet, but uh, I was I was shocked that um, – that he, if he doesn't, he's got great pass rushing. And uh, he was actually shocked when he heard that he was traded. He had no idea, apparently. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's nuts. That is nuts. You would think someone would tell him. Hey, my best bet here is this. Uh, tease these two home dogs. Jaguars, um, you know, tease them to seven and a half. And get all that important, you know, half point right there. Uh, tease the Saints to plus nine. Make sure that bet pays at, at least minus 120. That's the rule. Don't go over minus 120. A little extra juice for me is worth it. I like that. And it's our first teaser dropped in the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. A little golf clap for you, sir. A little golf clap. <laughs> I like it. So now it's time for this week's deep dive. We're going to go and discuss how we measure gambling success. I love this topic. John, you really taught me and guided me with your philosophy on how you set yourself up for success when you've laid down all those sports bets. So I think we just start out with a discussion with you. And my first question is, what is your number one approach? Number one approach for me, I have to set tangible goals. I don't like watching my betting account just grow in money because it doesn't feel real when you just see some digital value growing. Uh, I like to set a tangible goal. And by that, I mean, a couple years ago, I set the goal that we were going to go to Hilton Head in South Carolina. Do I golf? No, (laughs) but it just seemed like a cool (laughs) place to go, but I didn't want to pay for it. So let's see if I can win it in gambling. And I did. I even went as far as researching what hotel I wanted to stay at. And if I won this much, I was going to be at this hotel. If I won this much, we're going to have to stay at basically the Motel 6. (laughs) So who who paid for Go ahead. So it kind of keeps you uh, disciplined. You don't want to stay at that Motel 6. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to stay at the nice place. Oh, absolutely. I just want to know who paid, what team, was it the Bengals in the Super Bowl? Who was it that paid for all your pina coladas? Oh, actually, that was a couple of years ago. You know what team actually did it? Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson was an underdog a lot that year. And I must have, he must have covered four games where they were the underdog. And they they really helped me get in that five-star resort without the golf clubs. Cause I don't golf. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ride. Let's hey, ride. Know, we'll... No, back then it was <laughs> go Hawks. <laughs> go Hawks. I know. I know. But he's your problem now. Yep. That's a whole yep. different discussion. So when you're setting these goals, I'm always curious. And I've asked you this in the past. Do you find when you set that goal that your gambling becomes like more conservative that you, oh, sure. that you're less willing to take risks for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you're watching, 
you have a certain dollar amount set that you want to hit by the end of the season. And you only got so many weeks to do it. By the time you count the playoffs and everything, it's probably what, 22, 22 weeks, something like that. You start taking risk on parlays, things like that. It's only going to set you back. So, uh, you know, after all the research that me and you have done and, and expected wins that you could have over a season, uh, it, it definitely keeps you focused and on track. Do you ever, uh, then I guess the flip side of that is, do you ever uh, bet outside of your research then ever take no. a risk and just say, you know what? Yeah. It's as boring as it comes to that. Uh, actually a uh, flat bet, um, which means for guys that are listening that don't know, I bet the same amount on every game, no matter what, no matter if I think it's a great bet or if it's a, if it's something that I'm just a little bit confident in, I, I bet the same amount every game and try to build that vacation fund up um so i don't get in too much trouble there's a lot of guys that'll put like half units on three units on uh i stick to one unit and just just go all the way flat bet all the way yeah that's the difference a little bit between me and you i don't mind the double uh the, the double unit i'll do a two unit uh yeah and that's about it that's about it um but you know i, I wonder um if uh, we, we we talk a little bit you and i always do about the long term versus short term and that's kind of what you're alluding to here as well you know, uh, just for everyone listening, sharing a little bit about us. Every week, we go to Vegas for the first week of NFL with our every every year. Team. You said every week. What I is every week? Every week, baby. Oh God, <laughs> that's like yeah, that's me thinking. God, I wish. <laughs> every I wish. every year though, week one of football. Every year, first week of NFL football, we're there in Vegas making bets. And, you know, speaking of long-term versus short-term, is there a part of you, because I know there's a part of me, but is there a part of you that kind of dreads betting that first weekend of NFL games? Yes. There's so much turnover, so much free agency. You don't know how the draft's going to be. Got preseason heroes uh, in your, your, we call it data, all of our research. We don't know if it's good yet or not. We don't know what the team's going to actually look like. We actually really don't get a clear picture on the teams until about week three. And then we really don't start getting a lot of good wins until about week seven on. So yeah, that week one's always a little, a little nerve wracking sitting in your seat. <laughs> if we're, yeah, sitting- you know, I remember a, year, a couple of years ago, let's say, let's say three or four years ago, we'd get there and, and it seemed like we had no, no problem making those bets or just, just, you know, throwing them out there. A lot of money line bets. Um, I'm embarrassed to say, but um, yes, you know, this past year, but this past year, you know, was really different. It was very interesting. Um, so let me, let me just tell you a little, share a little story with everyone. Um, so there you and I were at the book and we won't name the the book. We were at late Saturday night. We were at mm-hmm. two kiosks and that whole area was being large book and they were being set up for, it was being set up for uh, football the next day and they roped everything off. Well, we walked across the ropes and went to the kiosks. Those <laughs> are the only things that were open. And we had a lot of data on college games, at least, you know, for, for most teams, two weeks, at least of, of data and research and, and three for some other teams. Uh, we yep. crunched those numbers hard. We had like sheets of paper that we had printed out and there we were at the kiosks. And this guy walked by <laughs> and he kind of came up behind us and he'd had a couple drinks. He was feeling good. And he saw our papers and he, and he said, you guys look like you, you kind of know what you're doing. Uh, who do you like? Do you mind sharing a couple teams? 
And uh, I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And 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 I I I know that he was you know waiting for Alabama to come out of her yeah. mouth or you know Clemson minus twenty. And I looked at him and I said, what did I tell him? I told him, you said Ohio, and he said, oh Ohio State, I like them tomorrow. And you said, no 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 no, no. the no, Ohio no, no, Bobcats. No. Ohio Bobcats <laughs> minus twenty. Plus you 20, take that was... pick. It was a plus twenty. Yeah, they're they're playing. You take Penn that State. pick. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And it won too, by the way. It you did. take that. You take that pick, and you go to your buddies the next day, and you tell them who you bet on. They will think you are a betting god. <laughs> god, I wish we had just. I wish we knew what what he said to those guys. Yeah, especially when they when they won. But I guess the point of that story is that I, I found that I had more fun at the time betting on those games than I did NFL. Like I, I, I was not having fun running from my seat the next day to live bet the Raiders hoping for a miracle, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's because we had the, we had the research. We knew, we knew what our probability was, was of winning those college games. Cause they, they, that was for some of them, that was already their third game. So we had a lot of good data already built up on it. And the NFL, you're just kind of, whew. You're just kind of guessing, and and so, week so one. The, so, what do you say to your buddies then, who are are focused on those quick returns rather than playing that long game oh. before they place their bets, and they're asking you for picks? What do you yeah. what do you tell them? Yeah, well, yeah. You, you, here here's the thing that drives me nuts. You give them picks, and they're really good picks because they know me and you uh, do our research, and they'll go and parlay them all together, <laughs> like <laughs> parlay four of them together. And it's like no. It's not what you're supposed to do. And, you know, you try to tell them, you try to show them how you did it. And you, you explain to them, you know, it's, it's a long game. You're not going to win today. You got to, you got to look at it after the Super Bowl. Like you're not going to know if you won or lost until February. They want to make that life changing money today. <laughs> and it just, that's not how sports gambling works. Hey, we've all been to Vegas. We've all seen the casinos. Those are very nice buildings with very nice sports books. They didn't do that by giving away five dollar parlays and you get paid two thousand on a constant basis just doesn't happen all right so then when i do my research and my homework and i pick and i get it wrong what do you want to say to me (laughs) hey not every bet is a hundred (laughs) percent let's right yeah let's let's just move on i don't even know why i asked that question (laughs) hey that was great john hey i really appreciate uh the insights and uh it's always good it's always good deep diving into you. I just had to kind of say that as well. And then we're going like to segue right now. <laughs> we're going to segue, though. We're going to segue because we've got to recap our best bets for the week. Oh, I'll let's kick it, it off and we'll kick it off in college football. Central Florida and Memphis. UCF is hot, 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 hot. They have momentum. My best bet there is UCF minus three in that game. And then it's the call me crazy game. You had your fun pick last week. I've got my call me crazy pick this week. The data is cooking on Navy and Cincinnati. They're at Cincinnati. The midshipmen never quit. Remember that. My best bet there, Navy plus 19. I am going with Middle Tennessee State turning in another gritty performance to cover one and a half at one of the worst teams in Conference USA, Louisiana Tech. I like Middle Tennessee minus one and a half. And then I like UNLV getting their quarterback back plus six and a half over San Diego State University. And at the uh, NFL level, I love the Seahawks at Cardinals over 49 and a half. I like it all the way up to 51. 
Um, I, I think it's safe. That's what our research is showing. And then Vikings at Commanders, my best bet here. I like Kirk Cousins, the ultimate dad with the conversion van, minus three and a half over the Commanders. Yeah, you nailed it. I absolutely agree with every single one of those. Bills at the J-E-T-S, Jets, Ooh. Jets, Jets. Jets D is crazy good. They are going to be the difference maker in this game. The Bills take an early lead, and then they let off the gas. And that's true for every game. Zach Wilson will not come back. He is not Aaron Rodgers. No. So the best bet here is under 47. And then we're doing a teaser. Teasing the Jaguars to plus 7.5 against the Raiders, who... S-U-C-K-S, sucks, sucks, sucks. <laughs> I like it. And the I like Saints. it works. <laughs> and the uh, Saints, you tease that up to plus nine at home versus the Ravens on Monday night football. Hey, everybody, that's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. The bets we share are based on our own research, and we don't always win. That's right, Luke. We lose plenty of bets, too. So remember to always gamble responsibly, bet an amount of money you can afford to lose. Tune in next week for our best bets and much more. And John, who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everyone. Stay sharp, everyone.